This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Welcome, everybody, to episode 40 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where two friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and a lot of doubt. As always, I am Dan, and I'm joined today by our brand new co-host, my good friend from Dumb All Over, Tom. How are you, my friend? Good, but Dan, it only gets worse from here. Uh, yeah, it's uh, just down the crapper from here, right? <laughs> down the crapper, that's right. I'm good, bud. How are you? I am good. I'm good, but... Been looking forward to, uh, to getting episode forty out. It's been it's been a little bit. We took a little bit of a hiatus, but okay. Well, the hiatus is good sometimes for podcasts. It's not it's not the worst thing in the world. No, you're right, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to start off episode forty, first episode with you on it. Talk mm-hmm, about hockey. Mm-hmm. We love hey. we love we love hockey. Hockey's my favorite sport. I love the sport. Um, and I wanted to get your take on um. The NHL playoffs uh, so far, like up up until now, with the Western and Eastern Conference Finals happening right now. Um, okay, what did you think about the quick exit of the Pittsburgh Penguins? Are you ready for my take on the NHL playoffs of 2019? I am. This is fucking crazy! <laughs> what a fucking weird, weird playoffs it's been. Oh, it's so nice though. Like, okay. You start off with Pittsburgh and Washington in the same part of the bracket, and everyone in the world is thinking, what? It's going to be Pittsburgh versus Washington in the second round. Right. It didn't work. It didn't go like that. Not at all. It didn't. It's been strange. And then Tampa, 105,000, 5,000 points, I think they got this year. Was it 5,000 or 5,001? 5,001, uh, I think it's accurate. 5,001, yeah. Kucherov had about 6,000 points, so, and, and, and they get swept by columbus like i i it's it's so amazing the east i mean the west is kind of like boring because it's kind of almost what we expected sort of um but the east is crazy uh it's also an interesting thing to see that all the number one seeds all just fucking vanish in a minute yeah they were all gone in the first round that was nice it was kind of nice. I like that, Dan. You know, uh, the one that really surprised me a lot was Calgary getting bounced so quickly and so easily by Colorado. I I, I didn't yeah. expect that at all. Me neither. No, I, they're such a good team, and they they were really good all season long. And Colorado kind of was too. They're like the sleeper good team, but I mean, Calgary looked like they were going to be a contender for the cup, and to see them go in the first round was kind of weird as well. I, I will I will admit this. Uh, as a Boston fan, I actually did not pick Boston in my uh, bracket challenge. I picked Calgary, mm-hmm. and to see them get bounced oh, so in the, the first round, the and I was like, "Well, this didn't, this didn't go as expected." No, definitely not. And I guess I should tell because uh, the listeners have no idea who I am. I'm a big Ranger fan, uh, so that's why I'm going to keep quiet about that for the next several months. Uh, but you know, there's always next year. Uh, I I. I saw, I, I mean, I did not see Tampa getting swept. I saw them easily beating Columbus, which I guess we were, um, 
I think most of the world was probably wrong on. I don't know. Did you you didn't pick Columbus? Did you honestly? No, I did not. I pick. I had it going Tampa against Boston, and I actually did not expect the Leafs to give the Bruins as much trouble as they did. But really? It, but I it, thought. But it I seems thought they like would. they always do. They well, Toronto's do. a good team. Toronto's a good team. So uh, to me, it wasn't that shocking. I know a lot of people were shocked that Toronto put up a fight, but I don't know why. I mean, they have elite players on that team. Austin <laughs> so Matthews and Patrick Marlowe and Morgan Riley and Tavares. Tavares. Don't forget Tavares is on that team too. And I think for some reason people kind of forget that there's Austin Matthews and Tavares. Well, they well they <laughs> forgot in the playoffs because Tavares didn't do anything. Yeah, I know. He's an Islander. He's an Islander at heart. So it's going to be, you know, he's going to be shit for the rest and, of his career. And it's, fun, and it's funny you mentioned the Islanders, though. They looked amazing in the first round. Or yeah. was it just yeah. Pittsburgh looked that bad? I don't I don't know. I didn't get to see too many of those games. They just happened to be on days where I was working on schoolwork a lot. But, I mean, the Islanders definitely played really well. And I hate to say that, by the way. Trust me. I hate to say that. Because th- there was almost no playoff matchup that I've wanted to see less than than the Islanders versus the fucking Penguins. <laughs> it was such a... What a travesty, man. I had I didn't want anyone to win. I wanted, like, seven straight ties. I really did. And what, But that didn't happen. What was shocking to me in that series, and uh, like you were saying... I can't stand Pittsburgh. I'm glad they got bounced in Ugh, four games. Me too. But they got me outscored too. 14 to 6. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Pittsburgh, it's, a former Stanley Cup champion, got bounced and got outscored Multiple. by that? I know. I know. Uh, I I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. The Islanders shocked me. Maybe they might have been the best shock. Well, not really. Carolina why, uh, taking out Carolina's. Yeah. Car- that was Carolina. A big shock. That's a big. The bigger shock is that they're in the fucking conference finals right now <laughs> against your Bruins. Now I think their magic has worn out. I mean, they had to. They had to go up against two pretty strong teams, and they won both of them. I didn't. Did, no one predicted Carolina. Even Carolina fans were like, "No, we're getting destroyed in the first round." <laughs> There's yeah. no way. Going into the and Bruins they series, the they were they were eight and uh, eight and three. Yeah, through the first yeah. few rounds, I'm like, who expected wow. that? And then all of a sudden, nope. they hit Bruins, and it's like, hey, Bruins are like, hey, let's expose them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I think they had a lot of overtime games against Washington, and that shit wears down. And if your team is not playoff like uh, steady kind of thing, then you're not used to it. And after so many overtime games, even if it's just a couple, you're playing extra hockey. When you've already just finished 82 games. So that that's starting to wear down pretty good. And um, what was the what was the Boston uh, Columbus 4-2? Uh, let me see. Yes, it was 4-2 Boston. 4-2. So like you know, Columbus didn't give them the biggest trouble in the world. So Boston's got this like, all right, we finished the, the Maple Leafs. We'll get kind of kind of light with the with the blue jackets and i don't know i I think the bruins are obviously going to win this one i don't i don't see i don't see them losing now that they're two games up yeah no i agree i i actually said this before the series started i think carolina's magic ran out i think Mm -hmm. i think facing the islanders and the uh capitals i think the thing for me is the capital series game seven went to double overtime yeah, that was the big one. And I think for me, you could, you only can have so much in the tank of playing yeah. against oh, really yeah. good teams. Oh yeah. And oh, I yeah. mean, the third strike and you're out. I th- I think they they're they're just I, I mean, I was at the game this past Sunday 
and they just looked lost. They looked lost. They looked tired. They looked like they just mm-hmm. had no energy, and the Bruins were just skating by them like it was nothing. How was that playoff game? Um, one you- of the most unbelievable experiences I have ever had. Um, I bet. A big thank I you bet. to my dad for those tickets. It was amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I've never been to a playoff hockey game. That's all. That's all my bucket list, man. I just now the Rangers never make the playoffs again, so I guess I will never oh, get to see on. a playoff Don't game. Don't be like that. It's over. No, they're 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 done. <laughs> <laughs> just bring Fucking... Tortorella back, and you'll be good. Well, why would you say that? <laughs> hey, he's in the playoffs this year, or he was. I don't care if he's in the playoffs or was in the playoffs. It's still terrible. No, he's like he's a good coach. You just, he's just you a... just need to bring Dubinsky and Zuccarello back, and you'll be good. I just want Zuccarello back. I don't care about Dubinsky. What is he? Great Sixty years old. Good for him, by the way. Who are we talking Zuccarello. about? Zuccarello. He looked nah. great. For, he looked great for Dallas. But do you want to know? You want to know something that's really fucking pissing me off about that whole Dallas uh, uh, Blues What's that? series? It went to Game Seven, and if Dallas had won and moved to the conference final. The Rangers would have had their second pick that they got for Zuccarello turn into a first. Oh. So we would have so we would have gotten a first round pick for Zuccarello. And you saw the and stats then, from that game, right? Oh yeah. That I know. Ben Bishop <laughs> saved fifty two of fifty four and you lose I know. I know. <laughs> of all I know. things. Zook is a very, very good hockey player. He's not ever gonna win, you know, the uh, the, the 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 Rocket Richard trophy or anything like that. But he's a fucking phenomenal leader and hockey player. So it was good to see him play. He played well, too. So it was good to see him play well in the playoffs. Good for him. Um, what do you think about the St. Louis Sharks series? What do you think about that? That one's a little closer than yours. You know, going into it, I thought San Jose had them yeah. uh, out outmatched, I'd say, mm-hmm. by a little bit, by a fraction. Because St. Louis and that is, showed- is no slouch by any means. No. But that that first game, six to three sharks. That was the final. So whatever you just said exactly proved it right there. And then six next three. thing you know, Blues game two, four two. Yep. They four, go into two. San Jose and they beat them. Um, yeah. And I think the difference maker in this series is going to be goaltending. If whoever has the more consistent goaltending will win this series. And I think Benning- Bennington is the better goalie, in my yeah. opinion. Okay. I think San Jose has the better defense. And the better uh-huh. offense, but St. Louis has the better better goaltending. Right now, statistically, you're actually completely right. I mean, he out of those two out of those two, he is the he is the better of the two as far as goals against. Um I I don't know. it's definitely gonna come down to goaltending. I I don't I don't disagree with you at all. And Martin Jones is um, the only thing that he's leading, I'm looking at the stats as we're talking. The only thing that he's like one of the leaders in is wins, but his goals against is not one of the leaders. Uh, his uh, save percentage is not one of the leaders, uh, and his shutouts not one of the leaders. So I think you're right. I think uh, the Blues definitely have a goaltender advantage, but then the Sharks, Eric Carlson, 13 points, Burns, 10 points, Couture, 19. I'm sorry, uh, those were assists. Uh, uh, Couture has 19 points. 19 points, yeah. And thir- Burns with 15 points, yeah, I meant Couture to say. Couture has 13 assists. Uh, th- sorry, 13 goals 13 of those goals, 19 yeah. points. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So the firepower goes right to the Sharks. So it's going to be a very, very interesting series. No offense to the Bruins, Hurricanes, you know. 
congrats on both teams for making it, but the Bruins are going to win. It's kind of it's a snoozer fest at this point. I can't wait to see this next game <laughs> for uh, the Sharks and Blues. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait. Um, I think playing in St. Louis, I think, mm-hmm. um, oh, what are their names? Um, Winnipeg found out ah, how hard yes. it was to yes. play in St. Louis. Yes. St. Louis is a yes. very loud and crazy place to play. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, one of the one of the better venues, I, I think. Uh, I've I've seen their fans in playoffs, and they're 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 loud. They're very loud, very passionate fans, which is really cool. It's like the Bruins. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm believe it or not, as a New Yorker, uh, I I hate all Boston teams, but I don't hate the Bruins. Uh, I've seen that crowd in person, mm-hmm. and with and me, they're fu- Yes, and they're f- we. The first game we went to, they lost. Second game, they won. You couldn't tell the difference. The crowds are just oh, they're rapid. crazy. They're nuts. Yeah, they're crazy. Um, and that makes a big difference. I'm not saying the Sharks don't have that. They definitely do. Their crowd is definitely into it because their team's been good forever. I don't remember the Sharks ever really being a bad team uh, as I was growing up. I no. mean, they were always kind of a good team. And what's it's funny you mentioned the Sharks be, uh, and growing up because when I was growing up, the minor league affiliate for the Bruins was actually the Worcester Sharks. Ooh, and, Worcester. And they actually... <laughs> turned into the Manchester Monarchs and they became ah. the affiliate of the LA Kings and then eventually the they yeah. moved out to San Jose and became the San Jose Tiburones which is wow. Spanish for shark. Uh, oh, is that right? It, I didn't ex- know that. It is, it is exactly right. <laughs> I've always seen that thing on uh, that that name on NHL games and I never knew what it meant. I'm like, what the hell is a Tiburone? I don't want a Tiburone. <laughs> I want to be like the Vikings or something. Yeah, Tiburon is uh, Spanish for shark. So they didn't didn't really go that creative on that name. Way to go, San Jose. No, but they kind of (laughs) did. You know? (laughs) They're just like, hey, let's get it in another language. Yeah, annoying white people like me had no idea what that means, so that worked. I mean, it's it's, (laughs) it's still not as bad as the uh, the Anaheim Ducks uh, franchise, uh, HL. Hold on. Let me get this right. The Anaheim Mighty Ducks of Los Angeles Anaheim Ducks? No. Quack? No. The, no? The San, Di- That's not the, it. the San Diego Gulls. Oh. They- oh, oh, you mean their original name? Oh, of, oh, their, that original. Of, their, of their AHL team, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tom, Fun. of all the birds you choose, you choose a freaking scavenger ske- seagull. Fuck <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> no, you don't. It's terrible. I would choose the... I would be like the Providence Pigeons if I could. Are you kidding? That's so great. Your, our motto would be, we shit on you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How good would that be? Oh, my God. That would be, be just ridiculous. That would be so good. So who do you got? Who do you got coming out of the West? Because I, I, I think I know we're both pretty much going Bruins on the East. Who do you got in the West? I got to go San Jose. It's going to be San Jose in seven. I, I, I still think San Jose as well. So I'm going to go San Jose also in seven, but I'm rooting for the Blues. I want the Blues I, really badly. I, think I be want fun. to see Blues versus Bruins so badly. I think those teams would be uh, matched up in a way that would make a very entertaining um, uh, Stanley Cup. I, I don't want to see the Hurricanes make it to the Stanley Cup just because I don't I don't know. I just don't want to. No offense, Carolina. No offense to just Carolina. To. I just would not watch the Stanley Cup if, if Carolina was in it. <laughs> well, you'd be butthurt. That's why you wouldn't be watching no, it. No, I would be, be butthurt, absolutely. <laughs> but then at the same time, it's it would be so boring to see them get just True. blown out by either St. Louis yes. or San Jose because that yeah, would happen. I, 
I think so. But then again, if they make it all the way to the Stanley Cup, the Canes, that means they would have beaten the Capitals and the Bruins on their way. We'll and the, the Islanders because uh, uh, they're trash. Well, nah, the Islanders trash. are the second team in the in that bracket. Islanders are trash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, if they've made it all that way, then maybe they wouldn't get shut out. I don't. I don't know. It, I, hockey's so weird, and this is why I love hockey because you know the Bruins have won recently. So I'm not saying it's like completely new teams, but we're likely to see a uh, you know a, a different winner every year. Yeah, unlike basketball where it's the same three teams that have won for the last 37 years. So, yeah, Dan, I I'm going to go I'm going to go San Jose as my pick as well in 7. So, I think we're we're very similar in our in our final picks here. It's going to be so close though. It's yeah. one of those series where you you know it's not going to be like there's going to be one game. I mean, the first game, yes, it was it was 6 to 3. But I think that's like the game where they're feeling each other out. They're, yeah. they're seeing their strengths, their weaknesses cuz all at that point is they played during the regular season, and then mm-hmm. they had you know, you know, film to watch, like sure. of how they've done during the playoffs. So like you get that one game, which is why game two mm-hmm. was much more close. It was four two. I mean, it was one nothing after the first period. Right, right, right. It wasn't like it was a blowout by any means. So. No, I, I think you're right. I think it'll be a close one, and looking forward to the rest of that series. It's gonna be that, that should be a good one. Yeah, and before we move on to our next topic, uh-huh. did you see the quote from? Uh, Justin Williams, he's the captain of the Hurricanes. No, but I heard that he had said something. What did he say? After game two, he said that the, the whole Hurricane team ate a poop sandwich. Exact verbatim quote from Justin Williams. The esteemed Justin Williams, captain of the Carolina Hurricanes, said the words poop sandwich. Yes, 100% correct. Um... I was at a loss for words, and I came across it on my phone. I was like, did he really just say poop sandwich of all things? Oh, is he trying to do his own little PewDiePie bit instead of bitch lasagna? Poop sandwich? It, it uh, might, yeah. might as well. Wow. That's just so bad. But all oh. right, Justin. I hope, let's see if it works. Maybe it works. Maybe that's the, maybe those are the inspirational words that he needed to get his team out from a 2-0 hole. Maybe. Well, maybe we'll see. Only time will tell. Yeah, I'm gonna point. guess not. I'm gonna guess not. Pro- by probably the way. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, but on to our next topic: mm-hmm. the PGA Championship, golf. Yes, this is a very weird thing to be talking about in May. It is, but you know what? I kind of like it. I kind of like that they moved the schedule around a little bit because uh, honestly. Playing the Players' Championship in Florida in the heat of May is yeah. ridiculous. I'm yes. sorry. That's it's just stupid. terrible. Yeah. So the fact that they moved that to March mm-hmm. is was the right move to do. Agreed. Uh, and now playing the PGA Championship in New yeah. York in mm-hmm. the end of May, much better situation weather-wise. Over I mean, August, yeah. Overall, just in terms of like humidity and stuff. Playing in the South in the summer is just is going to be it's, just hell. It's ludicrous. But, I, you know, I, I kind of felt bad for the PGA Championship all these years. Because if you really think about it, Dan, there's there, there's four majors. We're not counting the FedEx Cup because that's, you know, that's not a major, obviously. So you got the Masters. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves the Masters. The Masters is one of those. Like, when you are on the green with your friends and you have a putt 
that's like 10 foot with a breaker? What what do you say? What do you say to your friends? This putt is what? This this putt is to win the Masters. You don't say. Uh, it's to win the PGA Championship. Yeah, you don't say this putt is to win the PGA. No, no one has ever fucking said that. People who have won the PGA Championship have never said that. Then you have the U.S. Open, which is just one of the more entertaining tournaments because no one does well in it. And then you have the Open Championship, which is just like the most traditional golfy golf tournament in the world. No one ever gave a shit about the PGA Championship. No, ever. you're right. So the fact that we're talking about it and people are excited about it is kind of cool. It because is. Because I, I also think like it doesn't affect the other two majors because the next two are the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. Those are just popular by themselves. They're not going to lose po- – the Open Championship is not going to lose – popularity as the last major of the year it's not so I, i'm no, happy to see the PGA right. championship get some love yeah and, and you know i actually like where they're playing the u.s open this year you know where they're playing i the the u.s open i actually i i, I should know this but i don't <laughs> they're paying playing at pebble beach oh oh okay that's interesting yeah, so they haven't played the U.S. Open in Pebble Beach, I believe, if I if I remember correctly, it was about 15 years. It was like okay. early 2000, and the last person to win, oh, Tiger Woods. Oh, God, I'm already gagging. All right, let's just get this over with. Let's talk about Tiger Woods, because Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods, and Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods. Did I say it enough? Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's funny you mentioned that, because you know I'm actually on the PGA app at the moment and looking uh-huh. at... The power rankings. The Are there nudes five. of Tiger Woods there? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, my God. You're the worst. Well, that's what uh, it seems like they're interested in. All right. Go on. Go ahead. Uh, who would you... Where would you guess Tiger Woods is in the top five? <laughs> that, I don't know. One. <laughs> He's number two. He's oh. not the favorite. Okay. Brooks Kepka is the favorite. That's a good pick. I like that pick. Uh, McElroy is three, Dustin Johnson is four, and Ricky Fowler is five. I love Ricky Fowler to death. I've been a fan of his since <laughs> since the beginning. Yeah, but he been. will not win a major. That's the thing. It's like, not, why do we? He can't perform in a major. Why do we keep putting him in the top five of anything? He's not the top five of anything. <laughs> so let me read you the blurb they wrote on him: seeking some redemption after failing to slam the door at Beth Page in 2016 mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. led the Northern Trust. Oh, after 54 holes. That's like a major, before selling isn't it? For a oh. tied seventh, seven top 20s in his last nine majors. Wow. Good stats. Yeah. But they're saying Beth Page in 2016, three years ago, mm-hmm. and it was not even the, a, a major championship. It was mm-hmm. just a regular tournament. Right. You, you guys are failing to understand that he, yes, he has a bunch of top 20s in no. his last nine majors. Seven top 20s in his last nine. Great stat. He can't finish on the final day. He just there's, can't. There's something about him that, like, as much as, and I, I don't hate Tiger Woods. He's not my favorite golfer in the world. But the thing that Tiger has that a lot of golfers don't, most, he has that ability to win. And when push comes to shove, Tiger just turns it on and he wins. It doesn't mm-hmm. fucking matter. He just wins. Fowler. A lot like Sergio. Now, Sergio is kind of out of this conversation because he did win a major, but I don't really take him out of the major because he's never going to win another because he has the same thing. I think we're Sergio is a good example of what Ricky Fowler is going to be. He's going to yep. be a, a competitive golfer his entire career, popular beyond all belief, and then he'll win when he's in his 40s. Yep. 
I, I mean, how many times did Furyk win a major when he was in his prime, like in his twenties and thirties? That's a good question. I actually don't know, but um, and I okay. don't think it, I don't think it was that much. You I didn't don't hear think Fjord's so either. Name very much in the mid two thousand. But nowadays he's he's yeah. become so consistent because he's playing a Steve Stricker kind of schedule where he's yeah. not playing every tournament, and he's rested. He's yep. he's very focused. Mm-hmm. He's focused on the one tournament or certain tournaments like maybe one or two a month as opposed yeah. to every week yeah i brought this up uh b- before we started the show where I-, I brought up uh the the accuracy uh, the driving accuracy leaders for this year the number one was jim furick with 76.65 percent of fairways hit that's 361 fairways of a possible 471 it's pretty damn fucking good now compared to number two ches Reeve, who has played 61 rounds jim furick has only played 39 and those fewer matches, I think, are going to be, you know, they're definitely good for a guy like Jim Furyk. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you know, Bethpage is one of those courses where if you're accurate off the tee, mm-hmm. uh, it makes all the difference. Because, you know, a lot of these guys are like, oh, here's a 400-yard 400, 400 par four. Yeah. Not take the whole layout into into account. Right. And they're just going to, let me just pull out driver. And next thing you know, they're in the in the shit. And then next thing you know... They they get a double bogey. Yep. Burek is one of those guys who will look at a hole from all assets and be like, hey, what's the smartest play for me here? Yeah. Do I play a hybrid? Do I play an iron? Mm-hmm. Keep myself in play and play for at least a par. Uh, just to uh, give you an idea of the length of the golf course, I just pulled this up from bluegolf.com. Uh, Beth Page Black, the um, pro the pro the blues uh 7454 yards that's not a short course the average for par 3s is 202 yards that's the average the shortest is 161 the longest is 231 uh wow. par 4 average is 452 and the par 5 average is 559 with the longest being 608 fucking yards long that I is mean, ridiculous. Think about a, th- a 608 yard par three for us. You know, guys no, who can ma- we can maybe drive the ball 250 yards, maybe, maybe 260. But because I'm bad at math, I'm gonna say 250. I would need two drivers, and I'm still short of the green. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So I don't, I, I don't, you know, I, I know we're talking about Jim Furyk, uh. But I don't see a Jim Furyk winning. No. I'm looking at this driving accuracy list, and I don't see people like Dustin Johnson anywhere on the top, like, 50. Um, a lot of lesser-known people, believe it or not, are on this. Um, I mean, there's a, a lot of big names, too. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like Henrik Stenson. Henrik Stenson, if his putter works and he's healthy, because I don't know what his health is these days, uh, could be somebody who's a long driver and accurate. Stenson is uh, 71%, almost 72% of fairways hit, which is pretty yeah. good. I will say this. You know, a lot of guys are talking about Woods and Kepka, but there's yeah. one guy who's kind of like, I wouldn't say he's off the radar, but he's one of those guys where they're like, don't forget about him. Okay, who's that? He's He's by far best driver of the golf ball in the last two months of mm-hmm. anybody on tour. And that's Rory McIlroy. Oh, McIlroy okay. has been 
so confident with his driver to the point where he's hitting him dead center of the fairway. It could be the narrowest fairway on the course, and he's hitting it dead center 340 every time. Okay. He has, right here, Mm -hmm. he's number one on the tour in strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained tee to green. And he's also tied for 12th on the PGA Tour in greens and regulation. That's those are pretty good numbers. So for him to be number one in strokes gained from uh, tee to green mm-hmm. and be twelfth in GIR, those are stats that you just can't ignore. I I do I do tend to agree. Those are those are important stats, especially for a course like Beth Page Black. You know, gaining the the strokes from the tee to the green are crucial, and, and yep. for him to be number one. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's hard to ignore. I mean, he's ranked number three in the power rankings on the PGA app. And, and I'd actually put yeah. him at one, if I'm being honest. And he's definitely one of. Um, so the scoring average list for this season uh, is not really shocking to most people who follow golf. Justin Thomas leads at the uh, uh, 69.512. Dustin Johnson is second on that list. Patrick Cantley is three on that list. So he's having a good year. Uh, McElroy is four and Ricky Fowler is five. Ricky Fowler. And then there's Tiger, who's only played 25 rounds. So it's important to note that he's only played 25 rounds. Um, Yeah, you got to look for a, a bunch of things. In this golf course, the greens are going to be key. So you need a good putter. Um, I was kind of wondering how Spieth was going to do after last week. Because um, he played pretty decently for a little while, Spieth. I'm just trying to think of some players who, uh, because we're eventually going to give our predictions as to who's going to win. I'm trying to think of some golfers who are going to, who are hot enough right now that they're going to make a big splash. And I know Tiger's won at Beth Page Black. And I know people really want Tiger to win another major. But maybe I'm wrong, Dan, and you can correct me if I am. Tiger has not played in an event since the Masters. Am I right or wrong? You You are absolutely correct. So, I don't know about you, but I know about me. And when I play a round of golf and I play really well, if I don't play in a month after, I'm not as good. <laughs> no, because the Masters was what, like the beginning of April? I so think so. So, it's been a little over, a, like a month a little and a week month? or so. Yeah. And, and, and he hasn't played? Yeah, and you can't you can't expect him to go out and fire the same type of rounds that no. he was doing at the Masters a month after. I mean, he's probably still practicing. And, well, of course he is, stuff, but but playing in an actual tournament is completely different than just hitting balls on a range. Justin Thomas has had two thousand seven hundred and fifty-two strokes this year. Tiger Woods has had one thousand three hundred eighty-nine. On a side note, Justin Thomas withdrew. His uh, with his wrist wrist injury. I, yeah, I saw that this. I, I saw. I read that he, this morning. He just can't catch a break this year. He's no. just not having a great season. He's no, having he's like the the sophomore slump that Jordan yeah. Spieth had. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and Ju- Justin Thomas better hope that this doesn't happen. But Spieth hasn't gotten out of the sophomore slump, and it's been like six years. So Spieth, by the way, wake the fuck up, bro. It, it was fun watching him play golf. Remember that first it year. Was. It was so much fun, whether you liked him or not. He was so fucking good, and he's just hot garbage th- from since then. Hot he garbage. Has. Ever since his Masters collapse, he has not been the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it that fucked w- Rory up too for a little bit. The Masters fucks people up. I think what that's about what Sergio. It is. Five yeah, balls listen. in the water on fifteen. Sergio's, in that one Masters, and he hasn't Sergio's, been the same since then either. I know. 
He's such a fucking head case, Sergio. <laughs> head case. He's like, yeah, I won this event, and then next year I'm gonna shoot a 16 over. Like, what? How? <laughs> what did you do that for? Um, I will say, um, one of my dark horses, and you could call him a dark horse, you can call him a front rider if you want, mm-hmm. is J- Jason Day. Oh, okay. I'll, listen, Lo- Jay Day is a great golfer. He's a great, great. golfer. Great golfer and a great human being. Yeah, I love him. Um, I love him. And you know, and he actually was uh, tied for fifth at the Masters this year. I saw. Yeah. The only and thing about him, he has to stay healthy. He's he, he he's just like Stenson. You know, like Stenson is such a good golfer, but he gets hurt all the time. Jason Day's got to stay healthy. He's had. I think Jason Day has had some of the worst luck. Remember, he passed out in the middle of a round one day. Do you remember yeah, that? I do. Like, you don't see that happening to anybody, but it happened to Jason Day. And then he gets these fucking weird wrist injuries, back injuries. It's like, Jason, just hang on. You're like 30 years old, dude. <laughs> You're not old. So I'm, I'm, I'm having to look it up because uh, apparently earlier this season, he had what was called an annular tear in oh his back. Oh, which is uh, it's basically a part of it's a muscle that actually surrounds the discs in your spine. <laughs> So apparently he had that earlier this year, and he's still playing through it. And apparently, mm-hmm. um, that started I think they said in February, okay. and since then he still had an eighth at TPC Sawgrass and a fifth at the Masters with because this, he's this tear because he's a good golfer. <laughs> yes, he's got a great swing. He's yeah. a great short game, and he's it's just if he can stay healthy, like you said, then it's a whole different Jason Day. I agree. Um. I know people kind of stopped talking about him because he hasn't been as good. Uh, well, I can't say that. I mean, he's still one of the best golfers in the world, but maybe just maybe as noticeable. But I'm always going to pick Justin Rose as one of my top five. He's one of those guys that no matter what tournament it is, he's a, he's a top 10 player every single time. He's he's competitive in every single match. Um, I'm looking at his numbers because I haven't seen too much from him this year. But his numbers look like he hasn't played that much, at least on the PGA Tour. No, he he withdrew from a couple tournaments. I do know that. Because of injury? Because of injury, yes. Yeah. So maybe this is the year where you don't add his name because he's not as healthy. I don't know. Um, uh, well, it, I'm looking here on the app, and it says he's 20th in strokes gained T to green, which, mm-hmm. you know, kind of middle of the road. Like that's, Well, kind, I mean, th- that's not bad. not bad. No, it's not. What is good is strokes gained putting. He's eighth. Yeah, and that was, I mean, that's a huge improvement in his game. When when he found out how to be a, a, a very good putter, that's when you started seeing him everywhere all the time. And that's one yeah. thing that's held guys like Adam Scott. You know, Adam Scott, oh, I, my I, in my opinion, has the best golf swing on, on the PGA Tour. But other than a couple big highlights, a, a Masters win, um, putting has stopped him from being a an amazing golfer. So let me read you this stat. So this time in 2016, Adam Scott led the field in strokes gained T to green. Mm-hmm. Know, what, know where he is this year? Mm-mm. 40th. Wow. That's a big difference. In in a three-year span, he's dropped, He's went from number one in the field in strokes gained T to green to yeah. 40th. My, that's a lot. That's a huge drop-off. That's a lot. And, and he's 15th in gained in putting, and he only has six top 20s this whole season. Wow. Oh. Not that not that great. It's not no. looking that good for him. 
Uh, so with all this talk, what do you think? Who do you think is the winner of the 2019 PGA Championship? You know, for for me, it's got to be somebody who's not only consistent, but who's also smart. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's, uh, and I hate to do this, and I, I usually never do, but I got to go with Brooks Kepka. You're going He's Kepka. A, he is a smart golfer. He knows how mm-hmm. to play long courses well. Mm-hmm. And he's not a type of guy who's going to make some bonehead decision being like, oh, this is a 400-yard par 4. <laughs> I'm going to hit my hit my driver. He's going to be like, no, I'll take my iron or hybrid and just right. keep it in play. And then when he does hit his driver, he demolishes it. Just so. massacres it. No, no. So I, I got to go with Brooks Kepka for me as my pick. That's a good win. pick. He's, he's going to go back to back. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. He's a very talented golfer. He comes through in the majors. Um, I I'm torn. I want you know, like I want to say this course for me seems like it's going to fit a guy like Dustin Johnson really well. Um, but I'm going really, really out of the loop. Really, okay. Uh, I I am in love with this one golfer. And European tour, he plays a little bit more on, but even when he comes on the PGA tour, I know I'm, who you're gonna. I know who you're gonna say. I think I'm, I'm gonna say, um, and I don't know if if I'm gonna say he's my pick to win yet, but I'm gonna say Tommy Fleetwood. I was I was going between I was going between Poulter and Fleetwood. I, I knew it was gonna be a European. Poulter, many years ago, I would say, yeah. Poulter, to me, has just kind of fizzled off. Even though he's consistent. He's still a consistent golfer. I don't think he has enough to win it. Tommy Fleetwood has proven to me that he is a good golfer. One of the best in the world. And maybe people don't talk about him as much because he plays a lot of European tour. But uh, he's on the top five of every European tour event, it seems. And then when he comes to the U.S. and he plays at the PGA Tour, he's one of the top ten here. Uh, I, I think he's another smart player. Who has he's he's a total he has like a total package. He can putt, he can chip. Uh, I don't know what his length uh, off the tee is, but I I don't think that's going to matter. I think I think you can see a guy like Tommy Fleetwood in the top of the leaderboard. It's a, you know, it's, it's a weird I, pick, but I no I like it. I actually do because looking at his um, his blurb in the app, it says um, he actually played in the British Masters last week mm-hmm. and he finished tied for eighth. Yeah, it stands to your point that he plays in Europe. He's in the top ten. He plays in yes. the Americas. He's in the top ten. Mm-hmm. He currently sits fourth on the PGA Tour in strokes gained tee to green, okay. and second in the PGA Tour in scrambling. So that's, you know, and that's going to be he, big. And and so if he misses the green, he's yeah. able to get it up and down for par. Yeah, yeah. So I, so like you said, he has he has the game to compete at Bethpage. I, I agree, and I think as long as his putter holds up, I think he's a, a competitor every single event. So, you know what? Fuck it. I mean, I, you live and die, but it's a guess. I mean, no matter what, it's a fucking guess. I, uh, don't forget Lucas Glover won the U.S. Open one year. No one would have ever even picked him because no one knew who he was. So I, I'm going to say Tommy Fleetwood is my pick to win the PGA Championship this year. Now, who do you, uh, before we take our quick break, yeah. who would you pick? As like your sleeper pick, like your one, your one guy who you're like, ah, maybe he could, maybe he couldn't. Hmm. Like maybe go under the wire, like kind of like a Lucas Glover. Who's yeah, yeah, yeah. Lu- who, who's your Lucas Glover? Who's my Lucas Glover? Uh, I'm looking through a list. I'm looking through a list. Hmm. Do you want me to be cheeky about it, or do you want me to be for real? <laughs> you you can do either way. However you want to do it. I will say, um. 
Francesco Molinari. Damn you straight to hell because that was who <laughs> I was going to pick too. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I don't even know if we could call it a sleeper pick. Maybe just for the fact that no one fucking talks about this guy ever. But has he not proven to the world that he's an elite golfer yet? <laughs> because top, he, he's had a top 20 in his five of his last six starts in the majors. And if that you ball, you can't ignore that. If that ball doesn't hit that fucking tree during the Masters. He might win the Masters. He got unlucky. He hit a tree, and the tree, it, it just like the fattest fucking twig in the world, knocks his <laughs> ball into the water. If that doesn't happen, Molinari is fine. So I I, I don't know. I, I'll say Molinari, and you can't pick him because I picked him first. <laughs> All right, so even though he's technically on the power ranking, he's actually ranked eighth on the PGA Tour app. I don't think anyone's really talking about him. Okay. And I'm actually going to go with Xander Shoffley. Ooh, I was I saw the name too. I was going to consider it. Xander okay. Shoffley is one of those guys. He's another Kepka. He doesn't really hit the ball very far as Kepka, but he's smart. Right. He's a really smart golfer. He plays mm-hmm. very consistent off the tee. He's not going to be the guy who's going to hit like seven straight fairways mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden duck hook a drive on eight. Like like that's not how he plays. He's great short game, great putter. And not long off the tee, but long enough where he can compete at a long course like Beth Page. So I'm going to go with Xander Shoffley as my sleeper. I I, I think that's a good pick. I I think that's a very, very solid pick. And I was going to go with my boy. And I only say my boy because I I was a standard bearer once. I was going to go with Bryce Mulder, but I I just looked up his name and he's not on the list. So never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Back to square one. Back to Molinari. Safer pick. Yes. And what's crazy is when you mention Molinari, he is mm-hmm. on the list of the top 20 in the power rankings. He's ranked mm-hmm. 18th. Okay. And, I, and I, h- how can you put him 18th? I don't know. I don't know. How? I don't know. I, I think they just don't. He's not scary. He's so boring. Like, he doesn't celebrate his birdies. He just walks around like he's the, the godfather of the golf course. You know, like I, he's not a scary human. And... Maybe that's why. I people underestimate him all the time. I mean, he he's a major champion. No, but, we're, so, but we're okay with putting Ricky Fowler up there, who has not. He won hasn't a major. proven himself. Fucking, it's it's a joke sometimes. But and, whatever. And for, for me, let, let me ask you this before we go to break. Okay. What is it? Something against people who aren't from England or Ireland? Because they seem to, in the power rankings, like bottom three, Louis Oosthuizen, South South Africa, mm-hmm. Hideki Matsuyama, Japan, mm-hmm. and Francesco Molinari from Italy. Yeah. If you look in the guys who are near the top, you got mm-hmm. guys like Poulter, Casey, Rose. I guess all, you could all from England. McIlroy yeah. from Ireland. But then all you in got the top ten. But, but then you got Garcia and Rom, who are both up there. I don't know if they're in the power rankings or not, but they're in. They the, are. They're in the scoring uh, average, at least. Garcia's 10, and Rom, I just saw him. Uh, Rom is 6. All right, so they're up there. Uh, I may, No, I don't think it's a. It's one of those situations. I think it's... There's something... It's probably something with the fact that they probably don't all play on the PGA Tour all the time. And I bet you that has something to do with it. Molinari, I think, plays primarily PGA now. So mm-hmm. I'm a little shocked by that. I actually don't know the answer to that, Dan. Uh, but it, it's to, to take Molinari and put him that far down, it, even with all the success that he's had, it's just a little weird. But my, my thing is, and this really chaps my ass, 
<laughs> is the fact that Francesco Molinari is 18th and Scott Piercy is 17th. He Who? hasn't went. Scott, Who? exactly. exactly. Who? Who? When, ha- when has Scott Piercy been relevant? The last time it, he was relevant was maybe three years ago, even for yeah, like it, a tournament or two. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you put it, a guy who's won two majors? Yeah. Has he won two? Uh, no. Or is it one? Just the one. One, one and then like a top five. So, guy who's won a mass uh, a, a tournament, um, mm-hmm. a major tournament, yeah. is eighteenth, yeah. mm-hmm. and a guy who hasn't yeah. won a major tournament at all yeah. is seventeenth. Yeah, that right. makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> as long as he keeps winning, I don't think he fucking cares. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, but yeah. we are gonna take a quick break. When yes. we get back, we're gonna close out the show with some Odell Beckham drama. Typical Odell. Great. Can't wait. (laughs) And then talk about this athlete Mm -hmm. uh, out of, I cannot remember where. We'll get get to it more. But who seems like he is the next, um, what the hell is his name? The guy from the Yankees who played multiple sports. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, We'll be back after this commercial break. Welcome back from our first Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. It was, it was Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> we could we couldn't think of it. We're taking a break. It only and took the us first thing I was like, an oh, hour. God. Reggie Jackson. Damn it. Reggie Jackson. I got it. It was me. I figured it out. It wasn't Dan at all. It was all Dan. Totally Dan, by the way. <laughs> Go ahead. And what was funny about it is that as soon as I said it, you were like, oh, damn it. I was like, fuck. Uh, uh, so I wanted to start off uh, this uh, last bit before we close off the show. Talking about, it came across my um, news feed today uh, that this guy named Darnell Washington um, mm-hmm. is said to be the next big athlete that could pot- potentially play more than one sport eventually in Keyword, his career. Keyword, big. He is six foot eight. 260 pounds and he's 17 years old six foot eight what is that how 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 are you six foot eight that's too much should i also mention he has an 85 inch wingspan oh my god which is which is the same as lebron james or close to lebron james and they're what almost 20 years age difference yeah about and this guy still has time to grow and get bigger Potentially. That's wild. That's so wild. So the reason why I wanted to bring this up <clears throat> for this episode is because mm-hmm. not only is this guy said to be like the next big, huge tight end um, or like even just football player threat is because he has 40, 40 college, um, not acceptance letters, uh, what's it, uh, Oh, they're trying um, to recruit forty uh, different colleges. Offers forty, 40 off- different colleges are offering him scholarships to play. Wow, to play football. That's- forty four <laughs> zero, including Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida. And what position does he want to play? Tight end. Oh, there's, okay. There's, well, I mean that makes sense. I mean, for God's sakes, you're, he's two inches taller than Gronk. Let's put that in Man. perspective. And about and another Gronk's 30 pounds boy. heavier. 
That's that's insane. Yeah, I mean, and from from the article that you sent, uh, it, this kid does not seem like he's uh, like the Yao Ming tall. Remember Yao Ming? He was huge, but super unathletic. Uh, this guy seems like he's everything athletic. Oh, absolutely. In high school, he played. He decided uh, between track and golf. The thing that disgusted uh, you and I both is the fact that he picks up a club and was, after 20 minutes, was able to hit 300-yard drives comfortably. Comfortably, the article says. In the first time he picked up a club, I was like, all right, enough of this kid. (laughs) This kid is ridiculous. Yeah, like, that's that's mean. That's mean. I've been playing my entire life, and I can't do that. (laughs) And he's just like, oh, a golf club? Okay, bang. Oh, I'm done. I don't feel like playing this. I was too good at it. Like, what? Fuck you. (laughs) And um oh, and I forgot to name actually one other uh, college that he got an offer from Ohio State as well. So I mean these oh, are all okay. these are these okay. are all teams Big and colleges that have been in the playoff conversation in the last ten oh, years. Yeah. So I mean this not is yet. this is not like meant to be taken lightly. And the best part about it is is it's not some guy who came from money who was you know pre- pretty much given everything. Uh, mm-hmm. the amount of poverty that he grew up with in the 17 it- years of life mm-hmm. uh, is is astounding. Um, the amount of time, I think... Where, where's I, he f- what's that? Where's oh, he from? A Las Ve- uh, outside of Las Vegas. Uh, outside of Las Vegas. And his, his mother, uh, who was a single mother, raised him and his um, two other brothers, who his brother is also a football player, on a side note. Oh, um, okay. Uh, this guy ended up being... Um, on the football team that won three state championships in the last five years wow. with him on the team. Uh, and in one year last year, he actually uh, won the state championship in shot put, basketball, and Jeez. football in the same year. Yeah, process that for a second. That's, that's, that's incredible. That's so, I mean, like, it, it's something to be good at one sport. And to be as good as he is, which 40 schools going after you means that you're really good in whatever sport you play. But then to be good at everything else that you touch, <laughs> which is like a renaissance man of sports, which is so much fun. Cause, and, and that's what I love about it. That's what I loved about the story. And um, it, the, the fact that he is, they're saying his size and how big he is, he should be playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly he does mm-hmm. play basketball and wins state championships. Yeah. But his love is football, and it's, right. it's 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 the equivalent of Aaron Judge for the New York Yankees. Humongous guy could be a football player, could be a basketball player, but loves baseball and decided to go and, with baseball. And and another one, uh, Ru- Russell Wilson. Ru- Russell Wilson was uh, one step away from being in the MLB. Yep, and and he was offered a contract. I think what was it by the Yankees? It was actually by the Montreal Expos before they became um, the, oh my God, the Expos. Who did they become? The X? Are you sure? The Expos? Because I, I feel say, like the X. I want to say. I feel like the Expos. Oh, I'm thinking of Tom Brady. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Tom Brady. He was offered a contract as a catcher because he was drafted by the Expos. Right, right. So um, who, who, who scouted him? There was a, it was, oh yeah, oh no, the Yankees acquired him uh, for the spring training. That's my, might be what I'm thinking about. But I, I forgot exactly who, uh, but he, he was ready to be a professional baseball player. And he eventually chose football instead, which I think worked out for him yeah. fairly well. 
yeah, and, Super Bowl champion. And, and you know, and then another one. Uh, he recently he got drafted number one this year. Kyler Murray. Uh, beginning of this year, before the football season ended, he mm-hmm. originally wanted to uh, play baseball, and he was actually drafted in the first mm-hmm. round by the Oakland A's, and was going to be awesome. a pitcher. Wow. But then, like mid March, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just like 180 goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna declare for the NFL draft, and the teams just lost their sh- shit. They just lost their mind. Yeah. I bet. I'm sure. I'm and sure. he ended up going to Arizona, and Arizona shipped off Josh Rosen to Miami, and. Next thing you know, now mm, that's right. You know, now you got two number. Uh, I mean, they picked Josh Rosen number seven overall last year, and they shipped him off after one year. Right, right, how right, big right. of a deal this guy Kyler wow. Murray is. So yeah, it's yeah. great in sports to see a lot of these guys who are just not just cent- centric to one sport that they can play multiple sports and be good at it. Mm-hmm. I know it's so much fun. I, I love seeing stories like this, especially uh, when it, when you're in this case talking about this 17 year old kid. So best of luck to this kid. He's uh, I mean, I don't think he's gonna have much trouble. I'm sure we'll be hearing his name again. Dar- Darnell Washington is his is his name. I'm sure we'll be seeing and talking about him in the future. Yeah, within within the next year or two, you will be hearing his name in college football, and you won't forget it. Mm-hmm. This this kid is unbelievable, yeah. and he's gonna be a yeah. big name come the next five ten years. Um, it's it's gonna he's gonna be a big deal. I I can guarantee it. It it's a good it's a good story. It's a good uh good article from the Bleacher Report. Um, just look up uh the, the title of the article is he will be the Zion oh, the Zion Williamson of college football. It's a good article, very short read, but uh to learn about a different side of sports, the 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 real side of sports. You know what I mean? Like before they become millionaires, kind of thing. It, it, it's cool to see their roots. Uh, so yeah, cool article. Good pick, good find, Dan. Thank you. I saw that come across, and I figured that you would uh, enjoy a conversation like that because it's, it's oh yeah, it's just a feel good story. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. But on a- another note, <laughs> yep. To, let's to let's end let's the, go a full change here. <laughs> we're gonna take a full three sixty on this one, but from to, humble to douchebag in uh, a second. Um, so we're gonna finish the show with a with a story that came out. I'd probably say about a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Odell Beckham coming out and stating that the Cleveland Browns in the next five years will be the next New England Patriots. <sighs> uh, where do where do I begin with this? <laughs> do you want the, you do you want the non Patriots fan to, uh, to 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 go first here? Or, I, I, or, or I would love to hear your take. Okay, first. so he's obviously trying to just get a reaction, which I want to let you know. He was very successful on, <laughs> okay? Because, first of all, the Browns are definitely going to be an improved team. I don't think you're going to see the Browns be a crappy team again this year. It just doesn't seem like it. They have, they stocked up too many good players to be a bad team. Now, to call yourself the New England Patriots, listen, I am a Jet fan. I hate to say this, but you're crazy. You're crazy. We'll, we will probably never see uh, the, the kind of success that the Patriots had in in the last, I don't know, how long have they been doing this? 10 plus years? You're never going to see that again in football. You're not going to be able to because Belichick's going to retire and there's no other Belichick in the league. Right, and there's no other, and there, and there's no other Brady in the league who could throw clutch passes whenever the fuck he wants. I mean, believe me, I have my issues with them, but the Browns are not going to be the next Patriots. They might be good for a couple years, and then all those players are going to either retire or get traded or go away. So 
my my thing is is then a couple days after he made that comment, he turned around and mm-hmm. said this, and I quote. This is, again, from Bleacher Report. Thank you so much for their great articles. They've been doing a great Mm -hmm. job. Just to clarify, I will always aspire to be great. I haven't reached a point in the NFL, but that's what we all chase, and I'm going to continue to work to help the Browns become great. I never (laughs) meant the Browns are the new Patriots or going to be the new Patriots. I just have great respect for what they've done, but definitely recognize the work that has to be done to get there. I'm sorry, but if a PR rep didn't write that, I don't know who did. Because it was yeah, not Odell it's, Beckham. It's, I'm that sorry. That is not an Odell Beckham. No. no. There's nothing about that that bl- says, hey, this is me. I don't believe that for a second that no. that came from him. No. Not and and let, let's say that he's right and the, and the media took it out of context kind of thing. You know, again, when you're going to make a comment like that, knowing who you are, if that's not what you intended, that's not what came out. And again, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because I, I, I firmly believe he's just trying to get a reaction. He's trying to pump up his team. Um, that's what you got to do. You have to do. The Browns are a team that uh, have been suffering for a long time. So I kind of like seeing that. I just think he's crazy. That's where I stand on that. Just to read the original quote, I plan on Please. being there for the next five years and trying to being, bring as many championships there as possible turning so the zero. Browns okay. into the new Patriots right because he did such a good job bringing championships to the Giants oh wait no he didn't no he didn't <laughs> so so like okay let me let, let's go back to hockey right if Sidney Crosby goes to let's say the Panthers right Panthers have not won a Stanley Cup and he says that I'm going to be in Florida for the next five years, and I'm going to try to bring as many championships as I can. What are you going to say? You're going to be like, oh, yeah, the Florida Panthers are probably going to win at least one championship in the next five years, maybe right. two, because Crosby's won, what, two cups plus a couple golds, and you know he has the track record to prove it is what I'm trying to right. say. Odell Beckham. What does Odell Beckham have? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. <laughs> not, not a thing except he punched a chair and then made out with it or something like that. That's that's his claim to fame right now. Congratulations, Odell. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Browns are Browns are not there. I, I don't think the Browns are, are, are going to be able to beat the top players or top teams in the NFL. I think the Browns will be in the playoffs this year. I think so, too. But they're not going to win three championships in five years like the Patriots no. have. There's not a chance no. in hell. No and way. the chance that Odell Beckham stays in Cleveland for five years, I think already is a stretch. Because type players like that, they're going to go wherever, whatever gets them the most kind of press. I mean, that's what it seems like, at least. And right now, he's making some headlines in Cleveland. Now, Cleveland's in this rebuild mode, so good for them. But, uh, you know, five years in Cleveland... I, they haven't even had a coach been able to stay there for five years. You think Odell Beckham's going to stay there for five years? I, I will say this. It's funny you mentioned that because, you know, the coach they have there now, I think, mm-hmm. is better than the coach they had before, being Hugh Jackson. Yeah, Hugh Jackson I, I won agree. two games in three years. Two, Tom. Mm-hmm. He won two, mm-hmm. and yet he still gets mm-hmm. the assistant coaching job for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I know. Why? I know. I don't know. <laughs> what, like, why? I don't know. Like and, and and again, going back to kind of like what we were talking about before the show, it's these people who are getting job opportunities that, yeah. in my opinion, don't technically deserve it when there are guys who are free agents. No. Um, you know, including and I'm going to bring it up, Colin Kaepernick, who no. still don't have a job. 
No, I know. Like, I know. Get a guy, Nathan Peterman. Go ask Ron, our editor, yeah. what he feels mm-hmm. about Nathan Peterman. How many interceptions did he throw in that one game? Six. He had a good day. Um, I'm sorry. I, I mean, it's just it's too many of these guys who are just getting opportunities to be coaches and yeah. and you know playing just in the NFL, playing in the NFL, playing professional oh, sports, coaches and quarterbacks. Playing and, professional yeah, sports anything. is a blessing. To be able is, to play yeah. sports for a living is a blessing and make money. I know, and to make money doing it. But and then and then you know you see these coaches who like uh, John Gruden. I'll, I'll use a coaching example like a John Gruden. John Gruden's track record of what one Super Bowl win. I believe. And, so. I mean, with Tampa. Not, I'm I think. not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's like a like something to shrug off and brush off. I'm not saying that. But he comes into this NFL in 2018. And why? Just because of his name? I, and if I wasn't mistaken, the Raiders were an okay team the year before. How were they last year under Gruden? They, uh, I think they, they were, were five or six games below 500. Yeah, not very good. Not very good. So, I don't know. Uh, name recognition is a lot, and then there's a whole other issue with the NFL, but that's a whole other topic mm-hmm. for another day. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this episode of Ride the Pine. Uh, okay. Any closing thoughts there, Tom? Closing thoughts? Nothing, man. I'm, I'm happy I'm happy to be on. Um, for those who don't know, Dan and I have been friends for the better part of this decade. Um, yeah, almost you know, a year. Uh, almost 10 years, I mean. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's right. Ooh, ooh, man, that's a long time. Uh, not... <laughs> Well, what are you trying to say there, Tom? <laughs> it came off like that, didn't it? I didn't mean it like that. He was like, oh, uh, or did I? Is, Maybe I oh, did. he's gross. Oh, <laughs> 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 ten years? Wow, what the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, no, no, it's it, it's gonna be fun. We'll we'll have some good times. We got the rest of the hockey playoffs going. Baseballs can come. We didn't talk about baseball. I'm pretty happy right now, but we'll talk about that. Uh, it'll be fun. I'm I'm glad you uh, invited me on. Oh, I, I'm I'm really glad to have you. And uh, so that is going to do it for this episode of Ride the Pine. Thank you for joining Ooh. us. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Ride the Pine Pod. Uh, also, make sure to check out us on Patreon at Ride the Ooh. Pine Pod as well. Um, and yeah, until next next week. Uh, oh, oh, also, if you if you want. I'm gonna. You should do that. You should do this for yourself. Uh, if you want, you should go on uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Unbreakable One, and then you can spell it because you spell. Well, I got it for you. That's U N B R E A K A B L three O N E Unbreakable One. That's Dan. Dan streams on Twitch. You should go and watch him. He plays Dead by Daylight mostly. Pretty entertaining, and he's got Ron, who you probably know from the show, and a bunch of others always joining. So go to twitch.tv for slash unbreakable one. There you go. Plug yourself, man. Plug myself. I appreciate it, my good sir. Of course. Of course. Uh, but yeah, thanks, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>